one of the first things any successful team needs is to feel like they belong and they feel like you're safe here. Yeah, right? totally. Now, what's interesting is, you know, I don't think that's all a team needs, but you'll never find successful teams who don't have that. Right. Meaning like that's like the baseline of success. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast where we talk about exactly that every single week. Real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had. Some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers. And some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things. And maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts. And don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. How's it going, guys? I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. Welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. We haven't answered your questions in a lot, long time. Well, I Did you do it last yeah, week? I answered your guys' questions last week by myself. We haven't answered your questions together in a while. By the way, you know... People Did you get me, any love on that? Yeah, people gave me a better rating than I thought. I was a little insecure, you know, <laughs> missing you. And I think most people, I asked people to give me like a school type grade. And most people give me a B plus without you. You know, that's and pretty I, good. And you know, especially like I said, because my motto is C's get degrees, I'll take a B plus any day. <laughs> I will take a B plus any day. Um, I was actually watching, well, I needed a break, but I was watching Sweet Magnolias, the new oh, show on Netflix. Oh, you've been loving that. If you have seen it, Give a shout out. A lot of people, I, my Insta story blew up when I posted mm-hmm. about it, but mm-hmm. it has gotten so far, guys, where one, I'm rewatching it, and two, I'm deep diving in trying to find the clothes that Maddie wears Oof. and finding them on Poshmark and buying them. And my yeah. best friend, Shannon, is like a crazy, just really gifted at that. She sent me this link of somebody that already had done it. Like, these are all the clothes that Maddie has worn, and these are where you find them. So... That's been my week. It's been kind of fun. It's a good show. What a week. <laughs> what a week. You watch spear fishing videos. And you watch Sweet Magnolias. And I, yeah, shot for clothes. Yes. Of actresses I love. That's right. Okay, guys, we've got a fun topic for you today. Um, we're going to try, I'm experimenting during COVID. You know, we usually do 30-minute episodes, which is, we try to keep those pretty tight for you guys. We might experiment with the next week or two doing 20 and just seeing what you guys think if you like them a little shorter. Um and so yeah so what I want to talk about today is and Alyssa again yes tell me what are we talking blind. about today so you got to think of next week's episode because I'm gonna bring in this one you got to think of next next week but I'll, I'll take care of this week's topic <laughs> so I want to I want to throw out a couple things to you and then hear your reaction right okay so I want to talk about I want to talk about belonging right and this mm-hmm. thing called belonging cues now um what's belonging cues I'm gonna get there uh-huh. I'm gonna get there <laughs> now some of this is actually uh. It's hard. I, I always get feel conflicted. So you guys, first of all, tell me how you feel on this. This would actually be really helpful. I always feel really conflicted when I'm writing a book because if you if you've seen my Instagram, I started writing the new Family Teams book. Uh, you know, Family Teams kind of manifesto book comes out next year. I turn it in a couple months. I always feel a little conflicted, like talking about things that I'm kind of writing about or publicly, or I mean, like privately processing. Because to me, sometimes it feels like, oh man, well, why would you guys want to read that book next year? Now, I do know it's usually different. Usually, like I actually, in, like if I put myself in the other shoes of someone that I like or read or whatever, I do tend to like, it's really actually fun to kind of hear the beginning of the idea when the book is a lot more like precise and almost like a built upon idea. You know, it's almost like uh, the beginning thoughts are like a shotgun. The the book is like a sniper. So it's just, you know, 
But just to let you guys let me know what I think. All that to say, what this topic is going to be just a little slice of something that I've been thinking about while I'm writing um, with like, uh, you know, family teams and strong families. Now, but real quick, what do, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like if you were to watch a podcast or something and, you know, you heard something, but then you maybe read a book kind of about it next year, do you like that? Is it intriguing? Do you feel like you kind of got insider info? Does it feel like, oh, I've already heard this? No, I think even if I already have heard the whole thing, if I love it, I want to read it like again. Relive it or something. And then yeah. you feel kind of like, oh, yeah, it's like the grandparent at the family dinner that yeah, tells a story. And you're like, I love this one. Yeah. So, no, I love it. Totally. And just and this kind of format, it, that format are radically talk, different. Yeah. If you start talking about it, then it kind of gives people the hunger of like, oh, yeah, I want that or I want to know more about totally. that or I want to yeah. grow in that. And so I don't know how much this will make so. it into the book, but it is something that I'm like been re- I've been, you know, I try to research and make all these connections and I'm writing about it a little bit on, uh, in a certain section right now. Uh, we'll see if the editor likes it or Jenny or Angela, if you guys throw it out, that's fine too. But, uh, <clears throat> this concept is belonging cues. Now there's this really cool research lab. <clears throat> Excuse me. Someone gave me love on my Snickers comment last week where I had a couple Snickers and I started clearing my throat and they were like, Hey, I'm with you. You know, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't have a couple that doesn't make me sound super, uh, uh, fat. Yeah, or just like um, dad bod. Yeah, dad bod. Where um, yes, that was yes. Keep going. <laughs> um, when I said a couple of Snickers, I meant those They're bite size ones that are like literally the you know the one inch by one inch squares. Uh, they were from Kinsley's Pinata. Anyways, belonging cues. Okay, so there's this research lab at MIT called the MIT I think Human Dynamics Lab. What a cool name, right? Does that not sound like Tony mm-hmm. Stark Avengers vibes? And they basically just research human dynamics, relationships, social cues, all these different types of things. And one kind of train they got on for a long time that was kind of a serious, that that found some profound impacts and has had kind of some cultural impact is this concept of belonging cues, okay? Now, uh, what was, and belonging cues are kind of, I shoot, I brought the book. I could try to flip through and find them real quick. But essentially belonging cues are these these nonverbal, kind of almost second nature autopilot tiny things that so many of us humans do that we don't necessarily realize that like they're kind of subconscious but tend to be a cue so a tell or like a revealer that like oh you belong here you're safe here you're on this team mm-hmm. and the and they found that belong when these belonging cues are present a group has a wildly bigger chance of just being successful. I mean, across mm. genres, financial, sports, whatever. Just like you win more, you do better when there's belonging cues. And these belonging cues are things like, you know, uh, really close proximity. So like literally something like, are you just close together mm. when you're like, you know, like short, like close, you know, like really shared, really a close space. Um, you know, eye contact, mm-hmm. uh, kind of shared amount of talking, meaning mm. like everyone talks about the same amount. Um, shared space, eye contact, proximity. There's a bunch more that, but um, you kind of get this idea, right? And they have like a list of like 15 of them. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. Are you facing the person? Or are you on the side of them? Now, they made this little thing called a sociometer, I think is how you pronounce it. And it literally is like the size of a credit card. And what it did is it recorded all this stuff. They literally came up with a little credit card size computer that had like a GPS, a microphone in it, etc., where they would put it on people and then put them in a different situations to measure belonging cues. And what's crazy is all these things would spit out on a graph to them in another mm. room. So they weren't actually hearing the, well, they were hearing the words people are saying, but but they weren't really recording that. They were recording the data from the sociometer. And the sociometer was almost like, you know, at hospitals where like the, 
the heart rate. Yeah, heart rate. Just, it's just a graph like that of like, is it going up? Is it going down? You know that type of thing. Yeah, that's crazy. And it would be yeah, and and what it would do is in real time it would record all of these ten or fifteen different belonging cues that mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned some of them, but you can kind of guess more. Um, can you find the page with all I will of them? Try, well, I, I will just because part of me is like, well, half of that we can't do during COVID, so I'm just interested. Well, I mean, you no, because I'm talking about like families, like families oh, camp. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah, taking yeah, this yeah. like the family perspective. Sorry, or, I was thinking it as a whole, like yeah, in with general. relationships or you know all that type of stuff. So, um. Maybe I'll try to find it when, yeah, when find I get your when, first reaction. But before I turn to you, so here's the here's the here's the interesting thing. What they found is because here's the thing: if you were to ask people what makes strong teams, what yeah. makes strong groups, most people say really strong leadership or mm-hmm. really strong skills, mm-hmm. really strong intelligence. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go on and on. And what they found is that's just not really true. Mm. They found that actually in so many different scenarios. The belonging cues out predict things like skills and intelligence mm. for success rate, yeah. right? So they basically, these social meters get the data. And if it's high on the list of, you know, eye contact, a lot of touching was one, mm-hmm. you know, just like you're kind of like your your arms around them, you're close to them, you tap them on the shoulder with little moments and affirmation of love and, you know, all different things. If that's present, you're more successful. Mm. So like, you know, I'll give you one of the experiments they did, which is fascinating. So they put these social meters in a context of, angel investors and entrepreneurs kind of like shark tank so basically there was like 46 different entrepreneurs that pitched their idea to a bunch of rich people right Mm -hmm. a bunch of investors um now what's crazy is they all their social meters involved so they were they were they were reading kind of like all the social belonging cues in that room while they were pitching right now what's crazy is when the angel investors then at the end of the day kind of ranked all 46 Mm -hmm. ideas yeah in what they thought was like oh we're number one is the Mm -hmm. one we're going to give the most money we're going to invest into it's going to you know and they ranked them and then when the guys in the lab researched and then ranked the list based on their social meter readings meaning just like the belonging cues Mm -hmm. that showed up in the room Mm -hmm. it was almost identical wow it was almost identical i mean like like number one was number one number two is number two number three is number three like if the person pitching it had a good eye contact it was on both sides yeah both both sides so just like the angel investor just felt like there was almost it's weird too because belonging cues yeah belonging cues are reciprocal which means like you 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 kind of mirror each other Mm -hmm. and they kind of show up yeah but it was on both sides but but yeah like the higher belonging cues got the higher deals Wow. It's just fascinating, right? And yeah. it was almost one-to-one. And here's what's crazier. They did another follow-up study where they did the same thing, but the the angel investors could only read the ideas, mm. not, not meet and the people. And they were different. And it was radically different. Wow. Radically. Like, meaning it was it didn't match yeah. with the social meters. Fascinating, That's why it's right? important to do it in person. Exactly. Exactly. You know, especially if you got charisma, you know. But I feel like there's something even before the eye contact, because the eye contact is kind of vulnerable. So I feel like you have to have something that allows you to have the eye contact. Well, yes and no. I mean, so what he talks about... Okay, so here's sorry. Here they here's a lot of them. Here they are right here. Okay, I want to hear them. Um, so this this is kind of ones that he interpreted based on the group, and then there's some ones from the group as well. But close physical proximity, often in circles, profuse amounts of eye contact, physical touch, like like all ton of handshakes, fist bumps, hugs, lots of <laughs> short energetic exchanges. So no one does any long speeches. It's a lot of bursts. Oh, okay. High levels of mixing, which means like everyone talks. Everyone's kind of uh, it's democratic. Few interruptions. Mm-hmm. Lots of questions. Active listening, humor and laughter, hmm. um, and small attentive courtesies like thank yous, opening mm-hmm. doors, etc. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating, good. right? Um, That's it. Yeah, I mean, and there's more. Let's see here. So, uh, okay, so here's the very specific ones. That was his interpretation of like other ones he saw from the, the mm-hmm. rest of the book. This is from Culture Code, by the way, one of my favorite books, and you'll hear me reference it in my book. Um, okay, so the very specific belonging cues are yes, proximity eye contact, levels of energy, mimicry, mimicry, which I don't know what that is, turn-taking, 
attention, body language, your pitch of your voice, Hmm. consistency of emphasis, and whether everyone gets to talk to everyone else in the group. So it's basically what the ones I just read. But uh, fascinating, right? Wow, yeah. Um, and, And those, when those are present or not, or how high those are or not, is the number one predictor of if a group's successful. Mm-hmm. And what those first I totally do, see that. yeah, what those first do is they create a sense of safety. That's mm-hmm. what he talks about in this book. Of one of the first things any successful team needs is to feel like they belong and they feel like you're safe here. Yeah, right. Totally. Now, what's interesting is you know I don't think that's all a team needs, but you'll never find successful teams who don't have that. Right. Meaning like that's like the baseline of success. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, when I read that or when I'm about to write about it, it's like, man, how do you, how do families have that? Mm-hmm. Every group should have that. But, you know, we talk a lot to families, man, how do you make sure you're creating that in your family? I think a lot of times it's sad, but families don't have a lot of that. Right? Yeah, right. Even if they value it just yeah. because of busyness. Yeah. So there's a lot of families that value belonging, value safety, value closeness, value proximity, but they don't hug that much. They don't handshake that much. They don't see each other that much. They don't talk that much. That's not, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they don't do a bunch of short bursts of communication. Yeah. You know, it's like hustle and hurry is, if this is what's fascinating, you know, going back to my last book, I do feel like hustle and hurry are almost the cancer to those things. Yeah, totally. You can't do those things when you're not all in. Yeah. And, and kind of present and slow. But before I just keep rambling, well, give me some of your reactions. How do you feel like this applies to family? You, the kids, do you see it? Do you believe it? Agree with it? Yeah, well, I feel like as I was reading it, I was like trying to picture it in a business setting, um, which I know is not where you're going. But I was like, wow, that I feel like that would be a lot harder to lead for some reason. But then when I think of family, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, of course, you would need all those things to have a strong family team. And when you look at families that maybe are older than you or that you really look up to and you're like, oh, I want my family to be like that. They have all of that. Yeah. And I do think a lot of it is honestly is led by the father. Um, like I think if you weren't in our you're home, not give, you're not going to give yourself any love. You're not going to give yourself any love right there. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. I just think no, if you were in our home, our family would be a lot different. Like, I feel like you always bring so much humor and fun and I can be fun, but I just feel like you can be fun. I can be you, fun, you but can be I'm fun. also more driven by my emotions. And so mm. I can be more up and down. Um, and I we know feel we got like, some comedian wives out there. Oh, for sure. And I wish I was you. But I, and then I feel like, um, yeah, I just, it's cool to hear that because then I, I feel confirmed in what we are doing and it, it gives more purpose to what you do as a parent. Like when you go around stuff that you think that doesn't matter as much. Yes. Yes. Like when you go around at the dinner table and say what you're thankful for and you try to make sure every child gets to speak or, um, like when you are like, okay, I'm going to name something, I'm going to call it something and then say what you think or whatever, like the fun little games that we play that you don't really, you just think it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just really emphasizing like physical touch is so important for kids yes. and eye contact. And sometimes I have a trouble making on can- eye contact because it is so vulnerable. And so like if I'm sharing something that's really vulnerable or if I'm trying, I'm having to confess my sin or having to admit something, it's really hard for yeah. me to have eye contact. So that just hearing that makes me feel like there's a lot more purpose to why we do what we do. And so yeah, it gives me more... I don't know. Kind of confirmation or affirmation yeah. I think of the stuff or that like you think is path. really ordinary or, or yeah, or they're like, oh, this this does matter. This it's not matters. superfluous, yeah. if that's the right word. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even the eye contact one, I mean, yeah, guys, you know, this is a, 
at, at first when we started this, it was kind of a bet, you know what I mean? Like we were hedging our bets in this direction, but I think the research does back this up now. Like we take eye contact really serious in our family. You know, mm-hmm. me early on, like I, there was, there's even kind Jeff of consequence so and me. training and discipline with our kids. Yeah. If they, if they won't keep just direct eye contact me when I ask for it, mm-hmm. you know, like, and there's, and I think that's so key, man, just because there is such a level of intimacy and vulnerability yeah. in eye contact. Yeah. And so I just softly grab the kid's cheeks sometimes and kind of just say, hey, look at me, you know, and like, and it's fascinating how that is in the, they do it now mostly, but it's fascinating how in the beginning that is like almost makes kids convulse. <laughs> it <laughs> like, makes yeah, it's me something convulse. we had to train for. Yeah, we had to train for it, which shows you like, oh man, yeah, that is like like be here, right here. And then I would say like you're safe right here. Like, well, it's I, like I want to talk to you. I want to be exactly. But it's but it shows you that like, man, it actually because one thing that's cool about this research too is it's not just like, oh, and then you're hunky dory. It actually shows like, no, you actually are successful. Like yeah. not that that's the goal in the sense of the worldly success, but like Well, I think you we, get, we all want families where we're close we cheer for each other yes. people feel safe we're vulnerable like you actually get the results you want when yeah. you're doing these things it's not yeah. just to like oh feel good you know yeah like it actually is the highest x factor x factor according to research for group success mm-hmm. um now again there's other things that have to come after that you know like build purpose and mission and all these different things that are also there but like, like i said it's the thing where it's like it's the baseline you don't see any good teams that don't have it uh and a lot of good teams have that plus more so can, it is like the one. Can we veer off just a, a smidge and I can ask you a question? You got five minutes to do so. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, I'm just curious. How did you get so good at having eye contact? Do you feel like. You know, I took a couple classes. <laughs> I was went down the YouTube rabbit hole. Was that instilled in you when you were growing up or did you, did somebody teach you that or. I don't know. It's a good question. I don't I know. I feel like it's always been a high value of yours. Do yeah. you just feel more comfortable with people? Or with me, I guess sometimes you look away when you're talking to other people that aren't us. I think it depends on the situation. I mean, I think there's some, there's a difference between like, you know, you always look at eye contact for every single person versus that you don't versus just like situational awareness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think sometimes if it's just a softer moment or, you know, I think I, I know sometimes into eye contact can intimidate people or feel awkward or whatever. Yeah, so, true, true. So I'm like not trying to do that. But I think, yeah, if there's, if there is like a, when you're maybe, if, yeah someone sharing a hardship or something or with the kids you want to really get their attention or you i think it just matters yeah i don't know i mean i think my mom was always really good at that really good mm-hmm. at just like you know like really focusing on the moment when it was like needed attention and i think it's part personality like i think i just yeah, think, I think like so it feels too. really natural to me to just be like hey this is important you need to be fixed right now you know what i mean <laughs> like and, and i'm gonna give that to you too like it's not i'm not just asking that from you it's gonna be both and like it's like i'm an intense personality and that matches that True. When so. I think, and I think about it, I'm like, I think I haven't ever been really great at it because of my people pleasing. And so I'm like fearful that if I say something at all, upset somebody, or if I'm like being really honest, I don't know. But you don't want to like look at them then to like see that or what? I'm you like, ner- I'm like nervous. I'm so nervous mm. to say it. I struggle to look at them while I say it. Hmm. Does that even my closest, you don't wanna, like, closest see their reaction people. or what? I think I'm just like, nervous sorry this is like 101 counseling with Alyssa but I I feel like I'm just nervous of how they're going to react and Mm. so I mean I'm doing it right now I'm not looking at you so I don't know if part of it is like audio listeners go to YouTube go to YouTube minute 19 24 (laughs) seconds or whatever it is I don't know if part of it is like I'm trying to focus and so I can't look directly at them or 
Because I can look at you if I'm like instilling truth. Like if you're struggling with something and I'm like, that's a lie. Yeah. You are da da da. I but can look sharing you. like a deep part but of yourself. Sharing, yeah. 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 And so it really is a vulnerable. Sorry, this is so not on topic and what you wanted, well, where you wanted to take it. But I think maybe I'm podcast. saying this just to, I'm maybe other people are in the same boat of like, oh yeah, eye contact is kind of hard for me. Yeah. No, I agree. But that's only one too of like, I think, I think one thing that our family, not to like toot our own horn, but I think I'm saying like, out of the belonging, it's fun to read research and be like, oh, we work really hard at that. I just didn't have the language or the research, to, yeah. you know, and not all of those. There's certainly things like, I'm like, oh, I need to really grow at that. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't let everyone talk as much as me, you know, something like that. So, you know, uh, so, yeah. stuff like that, you know, humbling moment, you know, and you well, agree. Well, mine is my eye contact. I yeah. really need to grow in that. Yeah. But I was gonna say another one that I feel like we're really good at that I, that, that backs up is like the, the constant touching yeah. you know, and like closeness. Just like, I try to always put myself in just crazy proximity to to you, which sometimes you hate. Like, to, um, well, you know, we won't go there. Yeah, Why? And, and, what and you the, do? the kids. Well, I mean, we can say it. Sometimes it's sexual. Not always. Um, you know, hashtag married <laughs> life right there. That certainly is not all of it. But uh, but I mean, what, even just platonically and with the kids and stuff like that, like I'm always, always just like picking them up and throwing them or wrestling with them or tickling it's them or putting so my important. hand on them or grabbing their cheeks or, you know, uh, to like talk, get their attention. Like there's so much... Yeah, I just think like we do that and I do think that's really like and not and I that is actually not from this book. There's there's other research I read that just like, yeah, physical touch. One of here's what's crazy. One of the highest predictors for males, which I'm I feel like this should kind of probably plays both ways anyways to females, but one of the biggest predictors for males in prison and kind of mm. like and like um what's the word I'm looking for? Like predicting whether you'll end up in prison or not, or like have a high success, not success, high chance of ending up in prison is uh, if you were like touch deprived or not as a mm. kid, which is fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, that is fascinating. And so many of us, because of our own, here, here's the thing that really bothers me that I think Satan has gotten a huge, the Satan. I mean, you know how my, I do my whole rant on, he doesn't have a name, blah, blah, blah. So I catch myself, but you know what I'm saying? The Satan, Satan, you know what I mean? The Anyways. enemy. Huh? Lately, I've just been saying the enemy. I like that. The accuser. That's a that's a tangent, guys. I've talked about that yeah, in other well, places, but Satan does not have an actual name in the scriptures, which is, I think, actually on purpose. It's kind of a little undercutting of him that because he's so anti-creation, only things that are mm-hmm. from the good of creation get named, like in Genesis. Uh, all of his names that we do have for him are actually just interpretations. You know, Lucifer is actually just the Latin translation falling from the stars, the Satan accuser. But moving on. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I think one of his greatest victories the beast. The beast. That's what Revelation says. Yeah. Is that the same person as the Satan? Who knows? I think Ooh. it is. Yeah. yeah. What we read today. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a, quite a debate. It is? <laughs> no, not really. Oh, okay. Well, it depends. I mean, there's different figures. Anyways. <laughs> um, what are we going to do? Yeah. We're going to end on this thought right here. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah. Um, one of the sad victories I think the enemy has had is that he's gotten... He's over-sexualized our culture yeah, and also heaped so much shame and just weirdness on our culture of just like touch and bodies mm-hmm. and embodiment that we then like almost have like a block to do any pure touch, yeah. any holy touch, any gentle touch, any friendly touch. Um, you know, everything from guys hugging that they don't because of that to, uh, you know, touches with your kids, stuff like that. So... Uh, but man, when you see, you just like, yeah, that, that's such a high, that, such a high value to successful teams and families. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah. Any final thoughts? Hopefully it was encouraging you guys. I mean, we tried to keep it a little short, but I do think it hopefully gave you something to chew on of like, man, are these, here's what I would say, you know, before you can close us, you know, thinking of all those belonging cues, 
is there one or two that you can just be like, oh, that strikes, you know, like I can, I can, I can work on that this next couple mm-hmm. weeks or I can lean into that With and your just family. see what it does. Yeah. You know, or any type of group, you know, gr- yeah. a girl group, a guy group, That's a true. sports team, whatever, you know, obviously yeah. there's a lot of stuff you can't do right now with the circumstances, but what, what would you add to that or finish with? I <laughs> 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 <That> was fire. <laughs> My mind is spinning. It went from like the beast to touches, inappropriate <laughs> touches to... And that's the real life podcast for you guys. That's how we do it. Well, I do feel like, okay, so I think this plays into part of the reason why a lot of us are struggling during COVID with belonging and with friendships and with community Um, because you can only do so much via your phone. Like you can't touch someone on your phone. You can't necessarily have eye contact you yeah, can't what's fascinating you know about and everything so, i just read is none of that can be digital yes yep and so like i found myself this last month really being insecure of who i am as a friend of how to be a good friend of doubting friendships and mm-hmm. um believing lies of like i come on too strong i'm too da 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 i'm not yeah. enough and so i think um it sorry this is a lot longer than what you wanted but that's great I do feel like that is something to consider with those things that bring belonging. And I know you're talking about family and I think there's, we can listen to that and be like, oh yeah, we're doing this great. And this is something I can grow on this week. But then even taking it a step farther, farther with like friendships, how can we be really creative and maybe, um, just give ourselves grace where we can't do certain things and then also be creative with things that we can do, um, to fight against the Satan. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> That's a word. That's a word. <laughs> hey, guys, we love you guys. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. Thank you for you. If you are listening during this quarantine, we talked about a couple months ago, you know, listeners are down in this space because podcast space is such a uh, secondary. I think was it was tertiary the right word. I don't think that's the right word. Third. Yeah. Third. A space, you know, of just like um, listening. And we still it's still so fun to know thousands of you are listening every single mm-hmm. week. And we're so grateful for every, every single one of you that does. We love the feedback. We love hearing from you guys and making it an actual conversational loop. Um, We're stoked to hear you guys' thoughts on this one. So love you guys. Bye.